Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today we are continuing Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. We're almost done. We're going to finish up next week. And if you're listening in real time, it's Friday and we're just a few weeks out from Good Friday. So as we are walking through Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, we are towards the end of the verse. Let's look at what the verse says. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Amen. Today we are looking at sat down at the right hand. I am excited that when we think about Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God, and we're going to talk about um, of the throne of God on Monday of next week, so come back. <laughs> but when I think about this whole, like, Jesus sat down at the right hand of God, um, I get excited because a lot of times when we're busy and we're doing stuff, sitting down at the end of whatever it is we're working on is a significant sign that we have accomplished that task. So I think about Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God in so many different ways. I think about it as it's done, which he said on the cross, we know that, um, that he completed what he had come to earth to do, which was to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And I think about how There's something so powerful about Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. And so I was looking at the Greek, um, this idea of sitting down, and it obviously does mean to sit down, (laughs) but it also can mean to appoint or to, um, to confer a kingdom on someone. And I think about how this is God's kingdom. This is Jesus' kingdom. But the other thing it says is that it means to settle, like to settle down. And I think about how Jesus came in the form of flesh and lived this life so that he could have an experiential understanding of what we all go through. And then he went all the way to the cross. And as we've talked about earlier this week, he endured the shame. He, uh, he disregarded the shame. He endured the cross disregarding the shame. And I think about how we can't lose sight of that because so often in our lives, we don't want to endure something because of the shame. And yet Jesus endured the cross disregarding the shame and enduring the cross wasn't just about the shame. It was also about the horrific level of torture. But we know from our Tuesday podcast that there was joy. Jesus looked at that horrific torture as joy because he knew what it was going to do for us. And so I think about how this idea of Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God is just so exciting to me because he settled. He like, I don't mean settled like compromise. I mean like settled like he's in it for the whole long haul, for all of eternity. He's right there next to God advocating on our behalf because he has a different level of understanding of what it means to be flesh and blood. So let's pause and reflect. What does it mean for you? When you picture Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God, what does that mean for you? And we'll be right back. So when I think about Jesus 
in this verse, this part of the verse, it says he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And we're focusing on sat down at the right hand. I think about how, first of all, Jesus is relaxed. He's sitting. He's relaxing. He accomplished what he came to do. But I also think about how he's at God's right hand. And we know, um, if you've ever studied biblical commentary, that the right hand is a place of authority. It's a place of honor. So Jesus is right there next to God, and he's advocating for us. Because even though God is omniscient and he knows everything, and he's all-powerful and he's everywhere at all times, Jesus has a different level of understanding of who we are because he lived in flesh he experienced all of the things that we experience and so I feel like he is advocating to God on our behalf I think about in the Old Testament right when the children of Israel were out of their minds horrible and God was going to just destroy them and Moses advocated and he said don't destroy them because then everyone's going to think that you couldn't get them to the promised land when they left Egypt I'm paraphrasing very badly, but that's kind of what Moses said. And I think about how God didn't destroy them. And so how much more powerful is it to have Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, who is in a class of his own, (laughs) advocating for us, sitting next to God, and being in that place of authority. And I get so excited about that because we have this misunderstanding that God's just looking for ways to punish us or looking for ways to smite us. And that's not who God is at all. God is our good, good father and he loves us. He adores us. And yet we still have Jesus advocating for us. We still have Jesus, you know, talking to God and God talking to Jesus about their love that they have for us, about the pride that they take in who we are and all that we're doing for them on behalf of them for the kingdom. And so I want us to Go throughout this day, this weekend, this upcoming weekend, if you're listening to this in real time on Friday, and I want us to really be rooted and grounded in our holiest, hot mess lives, recognizing that Jesus' work is not done. I mean, it was done here as he lives in the flesh, but he continues to advocate for us as Lord and Savior. He is at the right hand of God, and he is not moving. He is sitting right there. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited that he will never give up on us. I'm excited that he truly loves us more than we can ever imagine. And I'm excited that as we live our holiest hot mess lives, we can find the power and the strength and the encouragement and the faith that we need to be successful by following him. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, thank you for these verses in Hebrews chapter 12 that encourage us that no matter what we're going through, that you are with us. That We can focus on you, Jesus. Focus our eyes on you because you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. That you are the one who for the joy set before you endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and are sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that when we are able to focus on you, that we can live our holiest, hot, best lives with peace and with joy and loving those who are challenging to us. Help us to continue to glorify your holy, precious name in all the choices that we make. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you would like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest, hot, mess life. God bless.